Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Top of the 8 o'clock hour here in our nation's capital. It is the youngest in charge, Wilma Linnell Willingham, taking up the 10 o'clock tonight here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. Plenty to get to. Here throughout the rest of the show, top of the 9 o'clock hour, we'll be joined by our pal Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus. Him and Connor Rogers laid out the blueprint for the Washington Commanders heading into this all-important offseason led by the Josh Harris Group. Uh, we'll talk to our pal Tampa Bay Trey at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Right now, though, we've got a regular friend of the program. We'll go out to the BetQL guest hotline. This is where we find one of the most entertaining guys on the beat. And a brand new radio host, our pal Michael Phillips, the host of MP on the mic, weekdays, 10 to noon on our sister station, 910, the fan AM in Richmond. You can also uh, read his work in the Washington Times as well. Mike, how you doing, my man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Linnell. Feeling good. We got a few more days, and then things get fun around here. Yes, they do. Uh, when we get you off of here, Mike, we'll dive into Ben Standig's piece that he dropped today about potential head coach candidates. Yep. Before we get into candidates, I want to put a bow on the Ron Rivera era uh, here real quick. He had his comments yesterday, uh, and he cited culture as the thing he's most proud of. Uh, obviously, we've combed through those comments and picked them apart here. Uh, but, Mike, if he was to really answer that question, or if you were to answer that question, what do you think is the one thing Ron Rivera should be hanging his hat on uh, during his time here in Washington? Well, I, I think he navigated one of the most tumultuous periods in franchise history uh, without becoming a laughingstock while keeping his dignity and respect, right? I I mean, imagine Jay Gruden handling COVID. Uh, Imagine, you know, uh, Jim Zorn handling an ownership change uh, where you can't hire the assistant coaches you want or get the contracts you want. Uh, You know, go on. Imagine Marty Schottenheimer handling, you know, getting cancer and not being able to coach and having to defer to an assistant coach who calls January 6th a dust-up. You know, like, there were so many landmines along the way, and that he survived them all is a testament to his character, uh, regardless of what happened on the field, which was not a lot. Right. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good way to put it, Mike. Obviously, we know in about four days all that's going to come to an end. And then we get to really dive into what I consider the most important offseason in my lifetime, so to speak, right? 26 years old, haven't seen a lot with this team. But for the first time, they'll get the opportunity to, as I call it, do things the right way, hiring uh, a general manager and having him work in conjunction with your owner to hire, hire a head coach, a traditional power structure. When you look at some of the candidates that Washington's going to 
be trying to go after here in the future? Is there a certain mold that you want them to go after, or is there a certain organization you'd like them to try and emulate in terms of their structure moving forward? Yeah, I think they certainly have their eye on, uh, you know, Baltimore, Philly, uh, San Francisco, places that are player-friendly, very progressive in their scouting and use of analytics, uh, and the personnel department calls the shots on personnel. That's not deferred over to the coaching side. Uh, I think those are the things you can count on here in this high, right? Yeah, I don't envy whoever it is, though, right? I mean, we, we, <laughs> right. we talk about how it's a good job. No, and it is. Tough decisions, it is a good though. job for whoever takes it. <laughs> but, but the pressure of yes. having to come in, nail a number two pick, nail spending $90 million of cap money in one year without the running start of having worked with the scouts all year, without having seen the organization and these current players for yeah. a year and engaged with them, uh, that, that's not, that is a high-wire act. Yeah, we, we talk about it at nauseum, man. They got resources, but it's going to take a sharp football mind to come in here uh, and have instant success. Something that would help uh, this group going forward, and one of the decisions they're going to have to make, Mike, is who is worth keeping around moving forward on this roster? Now, we know Jonathan Allen was pretty vocal a couple of weeks ago about his desire to play for a contender and not wanting to rebuild. Terry talked about, you know, the desire to want to play in a team that has a great culture. When we move forward and you look at this year and really the entirety of Ron Rivera's tenure, for the guys that are going to be under contract next year, who are some of those cats that you think the next regime could lean on as potential building blocks? Yeah, guys who you know will be here. Terry's going to be here for sure. Uh, Payne's going to be here for sure. B-Rob's going to be here for sure. Um, you know, you got you got your probable oh, – well, uh, St. Juice will be here. Jamin mm-hmm. will be here. You know, those guys are kind of your sure things. You got your probables, right? Uh, I, I do think it's it's probable Sam Cosme comes back. I, I think you'd be wise to work something out with Kendall Fuller. I think John Bates comes back, right? So you got a right. second tier of guys who, who I do think you're looking at coming back. Then your backup fill-in pieces, you know, a Tyler Larson or whatever. There's really no cost to keeping them around, and, and they can provide you a little continuity. Chris Rodriguez, uh, I think, will hang around as a depth piece. Sam, uh, Sam Howell. Uh, I think we'll hang around as a depth piece. Um, but but it is a, a shockingly low number of players uh, who, you know, you can count on to come back and be contributors next year. And uh, it, it takes a special team to go 4-13, and Linnell. That's, uh, that's not something that happens <laughs> accidentally. Right. Uh, and that, that speaks to what they're working with here. Yes, it does, my friend. I want to ask you about a couple of young cats that I really watched with a keen eye last week, and I'll have – them under the microscope this week as well in the season finale. Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin, uh, Michael Phillips. A lot of eyes were on them in training camp because of the needs that Washington had this offseason along the offensive line. Uh, they punt on those needs with their first two picks, and they go after Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. Could you kind of give me a grade for those two as we get ready to enter the season finale? And the one thing I will preface before you give a grade out on Emmanuel Forbes, I would love to see both of those two guys coached by a guy that is seasoned and has had some experience in the league. Oh, there I, I'm, I think I lost you a little bit there for a second, but a grade on Forbes and uh, and Quan. And yeah, uh, yeah, for, Forbes. I, I think you've got to give a, a D or an F. I mean, a yeah. first round pick has to be a contributor and that they left St. Juice hanging out there <laughs> as long as they did with Forbes sitting on the bench. 
and it's not great. I mean, that was a miss of a draft pick and a miss of a first-round draft pick that could have been an offensive lineman that might have kept Sam Howell upright and given you a better chance to have success on the offensive side of the ball. Let's call that what it is. That was a pretty big miss. Uh, not to say Quan Martin's been great, but I think he's shown some things. Uh, I think he, he projects as a guy who could be a depth piece, uh, you know, or a number two safety or, or something like that down the line. Um, so, you know, a B or a C for him. He missed some time with injury, but I think he's, he's been generally efficient when he's been out there. Um, you know, but, but the Forbes signing just, just has to be viewed as a failure until – now, look, he could turn it around under a new coaching staff. Right. He, that's, he, that's he got I interceptions. I said when you lost me. He got interceptions in the SEC. Yeah, and you, you're probably saying the same thing, right? <laughs> uh, it, it is not a lost cause, Emmanuel Forbes, right. by any stretch. Um, but but if you're asking me to grade this year's performance by Emmanuel Forbes, they wasted a first-round pick in a year where they couldn't afford to do that. Hopefully he blossoms under a new regime. And, and I kind of touched on the one thing that, that you just hit on. I'm curious to see – I'm excited to see them being coached by someone that's actually got chops in the NFL. But yeah. We know how big of a loss Chris Harris ended up being, and it seems like it was too much testosterone flowing in the building, and they, they couldn't figure out a way to keep him under contract. But I, I just think it's so hard, and it goes back to what we were saying about how tough this job is. It's a hard eval to come in and here and, and try to do. You're going to have to have your scouts go back and reevaluate a lot of these guys – Moving forward, though, you gave me some of the guys that you consider to be building blocks on the defensive side. When we flip to offense and we look at the future of Sam Howe, Michael Phillips, what do you anticipate happening with him this fall or this summer? Do you, do you think there's a team out there that may be willing to dangle a mid to late round pick for him? And do you think he could potentially be the backup here in Washington long term? Yeah, those are great questions, and that, that's what they'll be confronting, right? And that's part of the problem, as you just mentioned very astutely, is evaluate any of these guys. You turn on the tape and you say, eh, yeah, that's not great. But then you're like, well, the scheme wasn't great. Like, you know, may, maybe in our better scheme they might thrive a little more. Uh, that Backup quarterback is still immensely valuable across the NFL. Uh, more than half the teams played a second quarterback at some point this season, not counting this weekend. Everybody's doing a backup this weekend. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the actual meaningful part of the season, more than 16 starting quarterbacks in the league had to miss a week or got benched. So a backup quarterback remains immensely valuable. I think Hal absolutely has potential uh, in in that regard. Uh, I'm not sure I'd let him go for a late-round pick. Uh, if, If we're talking about thirds and seconds, I probably would let him go at that point because you're dealing with such a full right. roster refresh gives gives you an opportunity to start clean. Um, but but what he's seen, the number of snaps he's taken, the amount he's learned, uh, that's tough to replicate with the backup. Uh, and, and that's why I wouldn't mind keeping him around in that role. I, I do think he's got value to add. Mike, I'll put you on the hot seat before we let you out of here. Don't worry, it won't be on the record. Just, just in front of thousands, just in, <laughs> listening on the app and nationwide. As you sit here on January 4th, 2024, who is your dream pairing in terms of GM head coach uh, for the Washington Commanders? Well, if they could raid San Francisco, that'd be great. I don't think that'll happen. Um, you know, I, I, for coach, I, I do tend to, to want an offensive guy. Like, if you're giving me full dream scenario, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin gets cut loose in Pittsburgh and comes here. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's roll. Uh, I would love that. Like, I, I don't, 
Yeah, I mean, I think you mean plausible scenarios. Right, I don't right. think I don't right. think Tom is a plausible. Word, yeah. Sen- yeah, I don't think he's a plausible scenario. Um, but I, I mean, I'm just excited to see a vision uh, and see a cohesive right. group come together, make some decisions, uh, and really get this thing pointed in the right direction. I mean, like if you, you know, you were you were talking a little bit ago, like what were Ron's best decisions? I mean, on the personnel side, <laughs> Taylor Heineke. Brian Robinson, yeah. right? That they're not spotlight guys. Um, what, you, you need, yeah, you need to hit in the first round. That's that's the way out of purgatory. Uh, I'm excited for a group that can hopefully do that. Let me let me get my hopes up and take a run at kicking this football again. <laughs> Mike, appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. We will be tapped in to the show all year long, man. Continue to do good work over there on the fan. I appreciate you. Take care. That is MP on the mic, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give Michael Phillips a follow on the old Twitter app at Michael P in RVA, I believe is the handle. Let me pull it up real quick once again. Yep, it is Michael P in RVA. That's how you catch my man Michael Phillips on Twitter. You can also catch him 10 to noon each and every day on 910 The Fan AM in Richmond. Take a quick timeout. When we come back as teased in about 40 minutes, we'll have another guest stop by. Our pal Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus is set to join the show at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. He did a full-scale blueprint of the Washington Commanders offseason with his pal Connor Rogers, who you heard earlier on, Grant and Danny. We got Trevor Sikama here on the night show. He'll give us his thoughts on what the Commanders should do in the offseason uh, moving ahead here. That's top of the 9 o'clock hour. When we come back, we'll continue to take a deep dive into what's next for the Burgundy and Gold. Our pal Ben Standig of The Athletic has done damn good work. Uh, here in the past couple of weeks. He put out an article this morning highlighting some potential head coaching candidates for the Washington Commanders. We'll roll through some of those next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big thank you to our pal Michael Phillips joining us in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation with my guy Michael, you're in luck. Make sure you download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature 
You go back to the top of the 8 o'clock hour to hear my conversation with Michael Phillips of the Washington Times. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge, Ruben Linnell Willingham, riding with you for about another hour and a half here tonight as we take you up to 10 o'clock. We'll get you up to speed on all things Virginia Tech Hokies with Tech Talk Live. Coming up in about another half hour or so, our pal Trevor Sikkim of Pro Football Focus Set to join the program, him and the folks at the NFL Stock Exchange podcast just did an entire hour and 30-minute episode giving a pretty much a blueprint for the commander's offseason. If you have any time, uh, any free time when you're not listening to myself, go check out uh, their episode on YouTube to get his perspective on what should happen this offseason with the commanders. Make sure you're tapped into 9 o'clock uh, when he joins the program live, and he'll give us some of his thoughts on what's next for the Burgundy and Gold. Speaking of what's next, for your commanders, Ben Standig, our pal over at The Athletic. Uh, first of all, one of my favorite guys on the beat, very punctual and poignant with his work. He is someone to follow and monitor here throughout this process because he's tapped in, he does the leg work, and he's already pumped out, as of this morning, a candidate list for the commanders. The title this morning in The Athletic reads, Commanders Head Coaching Search, Which Potential Candidates fit Josh Harris's vision. So Ben Standing went on to lay out 13 candidates that could potentially be the next head coach here in Washington. And I'll say this about his candidate list. One of these 13 guys will get the job. Point blank, period. One of these 13 guys will end up with the job. And as we read through some of these candidates, there are ties to Josh Harris and his vision all throughout the list. So it, it, it makes sense that one of these guys will end up being the next head coach here in Washington. And the one thing I'll continue to say about Washington during this head coaching process and give you a little bit of a timeline here too, Washington can't officially interview any head coaching candidates in person until January 22nd. So the season ends this Sunday. Coaches will begin to get fired on Monday. In-person interviews can't happen until at the earliest, January 22nd. So that makes things very interesting for how the process is going to go. The one thing that I've mentioned a couple of times here recently, based on the candidates that I want, I told you Mike McDonald in Baltimore, someone I'm really high on. Uh, Depending on what happens with Ben Johnson and the Lions, he's someone I'm interested in. Frank Smith in Miami. Dan Quinn with the Cowboys. Those teams in particular right, are going to be playing deep into the month of January, maybe early into the month of February. So it's going to be hard, I feel like, to interview some of these candidates because if they're still coaching with their team, you can't interview them until their run is over. So the list is going to have to be very diverse for Josh Harris and company, which is why Ben Standig put together a list of 13 different cats because they're going to have to What's the old phrase? Cast a wide net, so to speak. And the one thing that I'll continue to say, and I've said this since we known that Ron probably wasn't going to be the guy no more. I don't have a preference. And we'll get your thoughts on this uh, coming up in the next segment. I don't have a preference in terms of offensive-minded coach versus defensive-minded head coach. And I know we've gone through this and done this exercise a couple of different times. But as we sit here on January 4th, first of all, I'll give you 
my dream scenario with the coaching staff. I keep saying it. 36-year-old Mike McDonald of the Baltimore Ravens is the prospect, or excuse me, is the candidate that I am begging for here in Washington. 36 years old. He's quickly rose up the coaching ranks. He was a coaching intern back in 2014, 10 years ago, when John Harbaugh first brought him to Baltimore. Six seasons as a defensive assistant in Beemore. He went and became the defensive coordinator at Michigan during the 2021 season. And, and his ability to lead defensively, I love. What he's done this year with the Ravens is damn near historic. Mike McDonald's defense in Baltimore has the opportunity, depending on how this weekend goes, to be the first defense in NFL history to lead the league in points per game allowed, sacks, and takeaways. So he is quite literally getting the most out of his guys in Baltimore. And if you're a diehard fan of the Ravens or even the most casual fan of the Ravens, you understand how the injury bug has completely run rampant through Baltimore's locker room. They are banged up defensively and on offense, and it hasn't stopped Mike McDonald from getting the most out of his talent. So that's my number one guy that I want. He is a defensive-minded head coach. There are some other guys that Ben Standing lists here, first of which is the bell of the ball, is what I'll call him. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator of your Detroit Lions. There are plenty of reasons to like and love Ben Johnson as a candidate. What he's done the past couple of years, getting Detroit's offense to be one of the best in the National Football League, getting the best out of Jared Goff, a quarterback that a lot of folks written off uh, before he got there to Detroit. The impact that their rookies are having offensively this year, Sam Laporta and Jamar Gibbs. Ben Johnson could do the damn thing. They got balance. They're fifth in the NFL in points per game. And he is another young personality that folks gravitate to. I was on my, my pal Craig Hoffman earlier on the Team 980. He gave me this nugget. Adam Amin, who good friends with Craig Hoffman, calls games for Fox. Craig Hoffman asked Adam, you know, because you know the, the announcers get to interview uh, the coordinators and coaches for each team. And Craig asked uh, Adam Amin, which candidate that you interviewed this year, which coordinator, excuse me, that you interviewed this year strikes you as a damn good leader of people and strong head coach candidate. And unprompted, he brings up Ben Johnson. So I'm all in for Ben Johnson. But the one thing I'll say about Ben Johnson is does his scheme work without the talent? Because we know what Detroit has accumulated along that offensive line. We know the receiving core is amongst the best. So the question with Ben Johnson is, can he do it with less talent? And how is he when he's going to have to be leading the room? Because right now he's just the offensive coordinator. He's just focused on offense. How is he going to fare when he's got to stand up and lead a team meeting? Fruit for thought. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Somebody that I'm thirsty for. Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator of the LA Rams. Someone who I'm thirsty for. 
And Raheem Morris is 47 years old now. And I think his name is very close to the top for me. And here's why. He's coached offense and he's coached defense. He got his first coaching gig, head coaching gig, that is, at 33 years old in Tampa. Trial by fire. Sometimes it's what you need to have success in this league. He bottomed out in Tampa. Wasn't ready yet. But since then, gone to the Super Bowl with the Falcons. And this year, he is leading a Rams defense that has been one of the best in football over the past seven weeks. Doing it with a bunch of no-name guys. It's Aaron Donald and a bunch of rookies. He's getting the most out of his talent. And I also think he's got the ability to lead men. Raheem Morris, somebody that Ben Standig lists. Here's a wild card name that I'll give you all. Dave Canales, the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I've mentioned him before. If you listen to overtime regularly, you know I've brought him up. What he's done the last two years playing quarterback whisper, as I like to call it, with Geno Smith last year in Seattle and then this year with Baker Mayfield in Tampa, it's impressive. And when I look at offensive-minded head coaches, the ones that I'll be most attracted to have direct work with the quarterback. And I know Ben Johnson can be put in that category, but Dave Canales can as well. And to me, his is more impressive because Geno Smith was written off. Baker Mayfield was looked at a guy was looked at as a guy who won't have many more opportunities to start. But Dave Canales has got the most out of both of those guys. Imagine what he'll do with a young pup. Imagine what they'll do with a rookie. Another offensive mind that comes up for me. And a name that honestly isn't getting a lot of burns, so shout out to Ben Standing for listing him in this article. Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. First of all, look at the work he's done with Joey Cartier, Beansboro himself. MVP frontrunner, hands down top three, four quarterback in the league. But then this year, the Bengals... Got off to a 5-5 five and five start. Joe Burrow goes down with a season-ending hand injury. And honestly, most folks put a fork in the Cincinnati Bengals. But Brian Callahan kept them afloat. They were right in the thick of the playoff race. And he had Jake Browning, who had played zero games before this year, had him balling. 317 yards passing a game, five touchdowns. Bill Callahan and the work that he did with Browning this year and with Burrow over the past couple of seasons, he's going to be a name uh, that, that people are intrigued by in terms of being a head coach in the National Football League. Two names here at the bottom that really intrigue me. The final three names actually intrigue me. Jim Harbaugh from the University of Michigan. Now, I, for one, am not for Harbaugh. I don't want he, – he's a coach that I feel like is going to have – a tremendous amount of say in personnel, and I don't want that power structure. Now, if we can get a strong-minded GM in here and then have Harbaugh be the coach, I'm all for it. I think he's a leader of men. He's a culture setter. And the one thing I will say about these guys that have had extensive experience at the collegiate level, like a Jim Harbaugh and like my number one candidate, Mike McDonald, when you have extensive work at the collegiate level, I think you're better able to manage the personalities in the locker room. You're better able to relate to those dudes in the locker room. Because most of them are coming from college. Young cats, especially this team here in D.C. Very young, impressionable roster. You come in speaking their language from day one, there's a certain amount of respect that you garner from those dudes. 
wanting to play for you, wanting to run through a wall for you. So I bring all this up to say this, man. Make sure, as fans, you understand that we're going to hear a lot of different names, and that's good because we want the Hogs, the Josh Harris ownership group, to cast a wide net in terms of finding the next head coach and executive for your Washington Commanders. Harbaugh was on this list. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel being on this list to me is... I think he is, well, like Michael Phillips said, right? If we were just going off a straight dreaming, um, Mike Tomlin would be my number one candidate. But the next best thing to me when it comes to guys of the Mike Tomlin ilk, Mike Vrabel. Look at what he's done in Tennessee, getting the most out of his guys. Constantly having that team in playoff contention. Things are going south there in Tennessee. Does he look at Washington as an opportunity for a fresh start? And the one thing that I think has evaded Vrabel in Tennessee, they haven't figured out an answer at quarterback. They thought Tannehill was the guy. But if you're Vrabel, you come here to Washington, you get to select Caleb Williams or whatever quarterback you fall in love with. That's a dream scenario for you. So I think there are going to be defensive-minded head coaches that honestly look at Washington and look at the capital that they have and the resources that they have in the draft. You don't look at Washington and say, yeah, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to go try to cultivate. That's where I, I want to try to go set the tone uh, moving forward. It's all about what I could do in Washington. Rabel's on this list. And then the last guy uh, that's on this list is Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> Fifteen teams have interviewed Eric Bieniemy. 16 times without him getting a head coach offer. And you all are wondering, well, how does Eric Bieniemy become the head coach here in D.C.? Or how does Bieniemy stay here in D.C.? I think there's two ways. One, the GM who Josh Harris and company hire, they want him on staff. That's how he gets his second season as a head coach. And then two, you hire a defensive-minded head coach, and he decides, you know what, this is the guy I want to hand the keys to in terms of developing my young quarterback. It's a multitude of different ways this thing could go, potentially over the next couple of months. But what I want to continue to warn and prepare everyone for is they're going to cast a wide net. You're going to hear a lot of rumors. But until an official hire is made, which I think will come sooner rather than later, until an official hire is made, it's all speculative. But as I said at the top of the show, What's most important moving forward? Damn the head coach. Damn the quarterback. You need an elite evaluator of talent. An elite football mind. So I'm banging the table for my guy Joe Horitz with the Baltimore Ravens. Studied under DaCosta. Studied under Ozzie Newsom. It's time to let Joe Horitz cook. Give the man his own kitchen. Let him build a sustained winning culture right up the road here in Washington. Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll take a little bit of a deep dive into the franchise cornerstone of those Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. If you remember this offseason, there was a bunch of bull jive out there about whether the Ravens should pay Lamar Jackson or not, whether it was worth 
other teams pursuing him. As we sit here on January 4th, 2024, we're still hearing rumors about how the Ravens had no choice but to do what they did with Lamar Jackson. We're hearing rumors about other teams in the NFL and why they didn't pursue Lamar Jackson. If you keep your ears to the streets, you've heard one way or another. Folks on very opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to Lamar Jackson, the commentary that we had surrounding him this offseason, very ironic, considering that he's on an MVP pace right now. We'll let you hear from Rich Eisen and Adam Schefter on the Lamar Jackson situation. Next, you're on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are not an elite passer, you are not an elite quarterback. Period. Jackson's a project. He's not Sam Darnold. He's not Josh Rosen. You watched them last night. He's not even close. He's not even close. For three years, he's kicked to the curb. He's a wide receiver. He's a bust. He can't play quarterback. And you want to take your quarterback and turn him into a running back who also happens to pass every now and then, then, then that's great. You can't sustain it. Nobody makes a living in the National Football League running the football as a quarterback. Why would you have to change to becoming a wide receiver? He's too short. I want my quarterbacks to be quarterback. I'm looking forward to being a Raven. What are they getting? Everything out of me. They're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. I need that. Multiple punters talking about Lamar Action Jackson, and I think it's very fitting that we were having these conversations about Lamar because if you've been watching at all during the 2023 season, Lamar Jackson well on his way to locking up his second career MVP trophy all by the age of 26 years old, man. We'll dive deep into Lamar Jackson here in this final segment of the 8 o'clock hour. It is the Youngest in Charge movement uh, here on 106.7 The Fan. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we dish things over to Tech Talk Live in about 10 minutes or so. Our pal Trevor Sikama, who covers the NFL for Pro Football Focus, he is set to join the program. Him and his pals over at PFF did a blueprint for the Washington Commanders offseason. We'll get Trevor's thoughts on that coming up uh, at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Right now, though, I'll let you hear from pundits around the league talking about Lamar Jackson then at the tail end of that clip, you heard Lamar Jackson himself. I played all of this because there was this narrative this offseason that, you know, teams weren't interested in Lamar Jackson. Teams like Washington, Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, 
quarterback needy teams out there allegedly weren't interested in Lamar Jackson. And as the months went on, it was for a multitude of different reasons. People were concerned about his injury history. People didn't think, you know, he'd be able to have success in the playoffs. As you heard on that montage we just played coming back from break, there are a lot of folks that were pretty much not confident in his ability as a thrower. So everyone last offseason found their reason one way or another as to why Lamar Jackson was not worthy of a long-term contract extension. If you've listened to myself here on Overtime since the summer and when this thing was really a hot-button topic, I've remained very consistent on this. To me, this is collusion by the National Football League because they saw Deshaun Watson and they saw the contract that Andrew Barry and the Browns gave out to him and they said, "Uh uh-uh, not something we will have happen again. So when Lamar Jackson came out this offseason and put the Ravens' feet to the fire, And they made him a, what's the term I'm looking for? They gave him the non-exclusive franchise tag. There it is. And and giving him that non-exclusive franchise, it allowed teams to offer Lamar Jackson a deal that the Ravens would be able to match. And if the Ravens didn't choose to match said deal, the team that signs Lamar would have to give up two first-round picks at minimum uh, to Baltimore in return for that. As we sit here on January the 4th, 2024, I guarantee every team in the NFL that doesn't have a quarterback right now, and there are a lot of them, would give up a guaranteed contract and two first-rounders for the rights to Lamar Jackson. But for whatever reason, I kept having to hear, oh, no team was actually going to offer him because they knew the Ravens would match. And it was all just hogwash. It never made sense especially considering the fact that Lamar Jackson came out and requested a trade at the owners' meeting back in March. He wanted out of Baltimore and said so publicly. Here recently, with teams getting ready to get geared up for the offseason and teams getting ready to prepare a plan at quarterback, that Lamar Jackson dialogue from this offseason has resurfaced. And if you take a listen to Rich Eisen and Adam Schefter, the national perspective on how available Lamar Jackson was this offseason has shifted just a little bit. Take a listen. Oh, boy. Here's Lamar now, the MVP. Check that box. I, I totally agree with that. And how all the teams blew it by passing on him because there was collusion happening. And I'm like, hold on a second. Lamar was never an unrestricted free agent. He was just transition tagged, which allowed other teams to talk with him. And what I was hearing at the time is the reason why teams didn't reach out to him wasn't that they didn't believe in his abilities. They were concerned about his um, his eating habits, to be straight out with you. And they were also concerned with his work habits. But most more than anything else, they were concerned that the Ravens loved him so much. Why help them figure out their conundrum and a contract by negotiating yeah. one only to allow them to match it? That's what I was talking about. And then you jump in saying that's not it. So nope. I'll give you the floor, Adam. What 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 what's your what's your reporting on all this? I think that that may have been a slight part of it, but here's the thing: there was never a team, never a team, that was even willing to challenge it. What if there was a team, Rich, whatever team it was, that went to Lamar and said, "We're going to give you a five-year, three hundred million dollar deal 
fully guaranteed. What if there's a team out there that went to him and said, we're going to make you the highest paid quarterback by a lot. And we're going to make it difficult for the Ravens to match. And we want you to be here. Here's a guy, Lamar Jackson, that publicly said while we were at the owners meetings that he wants out of Baltimore. So he wanted out and said as much. Everybody can say whatever they want post facto. Oh, he wasn't going to leave. The Ravens weren't going to match. There was never a team, never a team that was willing to even make the effort to challenge it, to make it such that the Ravens couldn't match. And I find it to be, that's like saying, well, the Cardinals aren't going to beat the Eagles. Why play the game? Wow. It's fire stuff, passionate stuff from ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. Basically, calling hogwash on all the reports saying that, oh, teams didn't want to do the Ravens' work. He's basically alluding to what happened. It was collusion. Well, let me say it like this. It's either collusion or executives like Martin Mayhew are dumb as hell. Executives like the folks in Atlanta, Tennessee, you name it. Every team in the National Football League, let me just pull up every team in the NFL just to make it worthwhile and realistic. The Patriots, the Jets. If you're the Jets, good Lord, they were one of the teams that was like, man, you would rather go after Aaron Rodgers instead of Lamar Jackson? The Commanders, the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, the Bucks, the litany of teams, the Raiders. It's a litany of teams that could have used Lamar Jackson's services. But for whatever reason, and we know why, he's still a Raven. Ultimately, it works out. But I guarantee you, I, I think the NFL will learn a lesson from this situation. Because the next time you see a 26-year-old former MVP come free at quarterback, I guarantee all quarterback needy teams will be pouncing. Because right now, he's basically saying, kiss my ass. Pretty much. He's got his receipts. He heard all the noise. Y'all was talking about him. He's going to win MVP. And damn it, I think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. They're as locked in as I've ever seen a team across the National Football League. And Lamar is as locked in as I've ever seen a player. I think we get so tied up with what's going on here in Washington. Think about what Lamar has been through the past couple of months thinking that he was going to have to leave Baltimore, feeling underappreciated, having folks drag his name through the dirt to try to prove a point, talking about eating habits and work ethic concerns. Year one of being in a new offensive system, being down your number one target, his ass is about to win MVP, but we're questioning his work ethic. Let me tell you about something with Lamar Jackson. It's the best damn quarterback in the National Football League. In the 2023-2024 season. Argue with your pappy. Not even close. He does everything your favorite quarterback does and then some. With half the talent on the perimeter. Tired of people putting, throwing dirt on Lamar Jackson. The whole league should be ashamed of themselves. Arthur Blank should be ashamed of himself. Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew should be ashamed of themselves. Joe Douglas with the Jets should be ashamed of himself. Bob Kraft and the Patriots should be ashamed of themselves for not going after Lamar Jackson. That's okay. 
Tampa Bay, quarterbackless. Atlanta, quarterbackless. Could have had Lamar, but you were stupid. Take one more time out before we hit the final hour of power here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. As promised, our pal Trevor Sykema of Pro Football Focus. He is the co-host of the NFL Stock Exchange podcast. He is set to join us coming up in a few minutes. He'll give a little bit of insight into what he thinks the Washington Commanders should do this offseason. $80-plus million in cap space, five picks in the top 100. When we get back, we'll let you hear Trevor Sykema's blueprint as to how he wants to rebuild the Washington Commanders. That's next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 